With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Episode 142 of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network on a March Madness Thursday. I don't know about you, but I have been watching a lot of March Madness today. Had a crazy first four game yesterday between Rutgers and Notre Dame. And on this St. Patrick's Day when I record the podcast, March Madness is in full swing. First and foremost, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out there. Hope you're enjoying this Thursday and Friday. And hope you're enjoying some March Madness like I am as well. We'll get to the Knicks' uh, big win over Portland last night on the Wednesday. And the decent week they had overall despite dropping a couple of close games. We'll get to an update on Coach Tom Thibodeau's status with the Knicks moving forward as well, and more pressure on the Knicks to blow the team up and potentially go all-in on Damian Lillard as well. We'll also get to the latest on Steph Curry's injury and that crazy collision he had with Marcus Smart the other night against Boston And uh, Steve Kerr had a few choice words for Marcus Smart after that game. And we'll continue to look forward towards the playoffs. Knicks are running out of time as they're looking to turn this thing around. It's why more and more people are looking towards the offseason. Knicks are running out of time if they want to save their season. Um, I feel like we say that every year. Um, maybe not every year because Knicks don't always get to this point, but 
Knicks are running out of games. They are running out of games. Knicks have less than a month to get a, I think they have to make up five games on Atlanta. I think that's what it look, it's looking like right now uh, after the win last night. So as you're listening on the Friday, hope you're enjoying your weekend and hope you are having a good March Madness so far. Let me know your alma maters, who you're pulling for. You know, I'm hoping my Pirates can pull out a win tomorrow against TCU in San Diego in the first round of the NCAA tournament in the 8-9 game. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll probably be watching that while you guys listen to this podcast. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, let's start with the week that was for the Knicks. Obviously, uh, you know, a performance that could obviously be too little too late, but the Knicks got a resounding victory over the Portland Trailblazers at the Garden on Wednesday night, winning 128 to 98, RJ Barrett, 31 points. He was phenomenal. Uh, Knicks have now won four of their last six. Uh, despite putting up a heck of a fight in Memphis and coming oh so close against Brooklyn again at Barclays Center, Knicks lost two in a row after they'd won three straight, par for the course, but they were against good teams. And uh, then the Knicks beat a team finally. Uh, that they were supposed to, supposed to be pretty convincingly. So uh, a 30-point win hopefully is a little bit of a boost. The Knicks have big games coming up. I mean, these next three in particular are must-win games. Knicks have the Wizards, uh, the day you'll listen to the podcast on the Friday. Sunday night, Utah's in town. And then Tuesday night, the big one, Atlanta is at the Garden. Knicks need to win all three at this point if they are to put some pressure on the Atlanta Hawks, and then, of course, the big three-game road trip, Charlotte, who they have to win against, Miami, and Detroit as well, and then five of the last seven for the Knicks are at home, Chicago, Charlotte, Cleveland, Orlando on the road, Brooklyn at home, big one against Washington potentially on the road, and then April 10th, last game of the regular season, Knicks host Toronto at the Garden, so not a lot of time left. Knicks need, Knicks need to make up five games on Atlanta or five and a half, I think, on Charlotte if they're going to make the playoffs. So that's what it's come down to. That is what it's come down to. You know, Charlotte's won three in a row. Atlanta did lose their last game, but the Knicks are still five games back of Atlanta despite beating Portland. So a lot still to be done. If the Knicks you know, win against Washington, they'll jump over the Wizards in the standings. That's big because you have to get past them first before you get past Atlanta. That's why it's a must-win game for the Knicks to get past the Washington Wizards first, and then they have to have their eyes set on getting past either Atlanta or Charlotte. So that's really what it comes down to. Knicks' best-case scenario right now would be the nine seed, but they're really just trying to get in at this point to the play-in round. It's not over yet. About 12 games left to go, but the Knicks need to make up ground and they need to make up ground fast. They have chances to do it. That's the thing. Facing, you know, Atlanta, Washington twice, Charlotte twice as well. I mean, this is as good as, you know, couldn't have asked for a better slate down the stretch. You're going to get, you're going to play every team you need to beat down the stretch and those are big opportunities to make up a little bit of ground so actually 13 games left Knicks have 13 games left 
to make up five games on Atlanta or five and a half on Charlotte. That's what has been put in front of Tom Thibodeau's side. So we'll see. I don't think it's going to happen. I've said this since the Knicks floundered in the month of February, but it's not over. The Knicks have won four of their last six to give themselves a puncher's chance here, and we will see if they are able to take advantage of it. So, But I'll say this. I mean, these are the times when you look back at the games against OKC, Portland, Brooklyn in February, and you think, man, if we'd won those three, things would be looking quite a bit different right now. But can it control that? All the Knicks can control is Friday night at the Garden against Washington they have to win it I can't imagine losing that game keeps the Knicks in the mix because now right if you lose that game you know don't have to be a genius to do the math here you're gonna be a game and a half back of Washington and depending on the Hawks result you could be six back with 12 to play and at that point that's pretty much that's pretty much curtains so Knicks need to win it against Washington and I hope they do. It's a big game uh, for the Knicks season. And if they don't win it, I don't think it's going to go the Knicks way. They really need to win every game they have left against a team in the playoff hunt. They need to beat Washington both times, I think, to make sure. They have to beat Atlanta head-to-head on Tuesday as well. And I think they need both against Charlotte. They need both of them. So we'll see. We'll see. There's a few There's a few games where you think the Knicks should win on there. You know, Orlando, Detroit. So, we'll see. We'll see. The Knicks need those head-to-heads, though. They need them badly because they have a lot to still make up. And if they're, and that's the thing, right? If you're not within two games by the, month of, by the beginning of the month of April, there's really nothing to talk about. Five games, you need, you need to be within reach. Because, again, in April depending on how things shake out, the Knicks do play Washington, who could still be in it, might not be, we'll have to see. But that's still a chance to to make up some ground, potentially. And if if Atlanta's close enough or Charlotte's close enough, those are games the Knicks are going to have to win. So we'll see. But the Knicks get Charlotte twice, they get Washington twice, they get Atlanta as well. Knicks need to win those games. And if they don't, we're going to be talking, what we're about to be talking about is what's going to be the topic of conversation quite a bit as we get closer to the draft and of course before that the offseason so we'll see it's it's still there for the Knicks it's not in their own hands but they can get themselves back into this with a few wins and uh we'll see if they can do that you know not all the games will be easy you got Utah the head-to-heads with the playoff teams will be tough as well Miami on there on the road Chicago at home although they've dropped off a little bit but won't be easy. Cleveland at home. Knicks have struggled with the Cavs this season. And then Brooklyn at home. And, and Toronto at home. Knicks have struggled with the Raptors this season. So we'll see. We'll see. But the Knicks still have a chance. We talked about it last week. They gave themselves a glimmer of hope. They've won four of their last six. We'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. But the Wizards game's a must win. Knicks need that one very badly. And if they get it, things can get pretty interesting in the east no question about that so we'll see we'll see how it goes down but nick's back nick's backs are against the wall they responded pretty well the last few games but we'll see 
you know, the month of March has been kinder to the Knicks, not by much, but slightly kinder. They've won four of their last six, as we mentioned. Clippers, Kings, Mavericks, and Portland have all been wins. And they lost a couple nail biters against Memphis and Brooklyn. Uh, and of course had the, the Philly and Phoenix losses at the beginning of the month. So we'll see. We'll see what the Knicks can do. Again, let me be very clear. I don't expect the Knicks to pull this off. They've been inconsistent all year. Uh, you know, despite them playing better these last few weeks, I still don't see a way they get into the playoffs. I think it's too too tall of a task. I mean, if we were talking about this in the middle of February and the Knicks were playing like this, again, at the, in the middle of February, the Knicks had just lost seven straight games almost. So into the month of March, they lost seven straight. So from middle of February to March 4th, seven straight losses. If around there we were talking about it, like this, you know, maybe it's a different story, but the Knicks have not given themselves much time to dig themselves out of this hole. So it's on them. It's on them and and we will see, you know, we'll have to see how it plays out. But for right now, the Knicks are still just about in this and, uh, and we'll see if they can maybe claw their way back and make this a race down the stretch as we get closer to the final games here going into April. So we will see. Uh, let's get to the Tibbs news. Speaking of the Knicks, of course, since it's a Knicks podcast, have to do it. It's our duty. And this is interesting news coming from Bleacher Report. A lot of the stuff coming from Bleacher Report this week. And the latest is from Jake Fisher, who writes for Bleacher Report. Sources have told him, despite league-wide speculation, they sent this out in a tweet. Uh, I think this was actually sent out yesterday. Yep, early yesterday. On the Wednesday, um, despite league-wide speculation, New York is expected to retain Tom Thibodeau as the Knicks head coach beyond the 2021-22 season. And I wasn't totally expecting that. I mean, the way the Knicks have played, if they don't make the playoffs and and obviously don't even make the play-in, potentially, that's on the table. If that doesn't happen... You know, there there were people calling for, for Tibbs' head, 100%. You know, this was definitely... Um, this was definitely one where you thought the Knicks have played that bad. You know, the expectations were the Knicks were going to at least be back in the playoffs, if not go a step further than a season ago. And, you know, being in regression in the NBA can lead to changes being made, 100%. And... You know, another writer for Bleach Report, Zach Buckley, is actually calling for the Knicks to totally blow it all up and go for Damian Lillard, fire Tibbs, get a new coach, get rid of Kemba and Fournier and, and Randall, and go for for Dame Dollar and absolutely blow this thing up. You know, it's interesting. I, I, again, I, Damian Lillard, it's hard to pass up, right? He's a guy that is a top five, if not top ten player in the NBA. There's really no debating that at this stage in his career coming off an injury which is definitely cause for concern but you know he's a guy that you could build your team around he's he'd be uh, you know at long last a, a bona fide star on the knicks we haven't had that since carmelo you know and and haven't and arguably haven't had one of that stature since patrick you know when you're talking top five in the league i think when Melo came over i think you could even argue he wasn't on that level 
this is especially at the position, right? Especially at the position, Knicks haven't had this good of a point guard maybe since Clyde. You can make the argument, you know, as good as John Starks was, was never a top five player in the NBA. So the Knicks have never had in our lifetimes, you know, a, or this generation, I should say, a point guard that good, you know, as good as Damian Lillard is. So it's a tempting one because the Knicks team is is not going in the right direction. And even if they make the play-in, you could argue this is something the Knicks should consider. But, you know, now that Tibbs will be retained, potentially, again, according to Bleacher Report's Jake Fisher, I'm curious how that changes things. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that Tibbs is against Damian Lillard, but you can argue, I mean, we've seen reports that Tibbs is not on the same page with this front office at times. The Cam Reddish deal stands out in that regard. I mean, no question about it. There's clearly a disconnect between the franchise's coach and the front office. That is a scary thing to know. And it's one of those things, right, where you start to wonder... What are they going to do? What is their thought process right now? I I don't know. It it really is a... It's a tough one to figure out. And it's simply because when there's disconnect, mistakes tend to be made. You know, that just tends to be how it is. And I'm curious, I'd be very curious, what the Knicks decide to do regardless of the result. And... To be honest, based on prior Knicks seasons, I don't think it's as drastic as the Knicks make the play and they blow it up. Sorry, Knicks make the play and they don't blow it up. Knicks make the play and they blow it up. They might blow it up anyway. I, I mean, the Knicks have, have, are not going to meet expectations. I, I think the only way the Knicks can play their way into keeping this team together, potentially, unless the, the front office just sits on their hands this offseason, which I, you can't put it past them to do that either, but is if the Knicks win a playoff series. If the Knicks make a run in the playoffs, right? They get in, maybe get in as the eighth seed at this point. I can't see them getting up to the seven. They'd have to be the eighth seed. And they they upset Chicago, Miami, Milwaukee, which is not going to happen. But that's the only way, right? That this changes. Or I should say, I should say, stays the same, you know? Um, and actually looking at the standings now, Chicago's looking more and more like they're going to be the four or the five. So you'd be looking at Philly, Milwaukee, or Miami as the one. Best case scenario is the Knicks get the eight. I mean, they're not getting the seven. It's just not happening. So that that's your best case scenario. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Nick, the best case scenario for this Knicks season is they get in winning the play-in round against Charlotte or Atlanta and then get the eighth seed and lose to probably, if I had to put money on it, Milwaukee or Miami. I, I don't think Philly's going to get the one. Milwaukee could still get it, and they've had they've had some rough patches this season, but still in the mix. They could pit Miami to that number one seed. Regardless, I don't think the Knicks win the series. It, it'd be just astronomical odds the way they've been playing so that's what it comes back down to and then you start to wonder you know can this front office keep this team around 
Or or do you have to? I mean, I think getting rid of Kemba is a given at this point. But Fournier, who could potentially break the Knicks franchise record for threes in his season this year. I know it's the I know with the current NBA that doesn't look as good, but it's a record. Have to give him his due. Julius Randle could be on the block. You know, he earlier this season, Julius Randle informally asked for a trade. So you can't say that's off the table. Not even close. That's that's an option for the Knicks. And then you look around. I mean, really, as as we've said earlier this season, R.J. Barrett is the only untouchable player on this roster. Everybody else is movable. Everybody else is expendable, can be moved on. So I'm very curious if the Knicks will go in that direction. You know, if you want to blow it up, you, you could certainly entice Portland, I think, for Damian Lillard. But the problem is, what's going to be left for Damian Lillard to work with? That's really going to be the question on his mind, whether or not you know he'll want to do it. So we'll see. I, I'd be all for it at this point. I, I think this has run its course with this team. Unless you can tell me, which nobody could, it's just it's impossible that the Knicks are going to get a free agent this offseason that, you know, fills this team out, particularly at the point guard position, I can't sit here and say blowing it up to go for a star isn't something worth exploring. Not say Again, and not saying the Knicks are going to do it. Their track record on this is terrible. For over a decade, their track record on this has been terrible, except for Carmelo. So it's a very, very interesting situation, but one that feels too familiar in a bad way to believe the Knicks are going to make this happen, you know? So then at that point, you know, do the Knicks stay with this same group, you know? And if Tibbs, you know is having a disconnect with the front office. I mean, clearly, if this report from Bleacher Report is true, not enough for them to not bring him back. But if they want to give this another run, I mean, it's it's going to be a short leash. It's going to be a real short leash. And the Knicks will be active, you'd hope, at the trade deadline next season. I, I don't see that happening. I, I, I think it's more likely the Knicks blow this up and either trade for a star or, or trade for new pieces. I, I don't think... If they miss the play-in, which I think they will, I think that's much more likely. I really do. So we'll see. I, I think that I think it's more likely the Knicks blow it up. They'll keep Tibbs for at least one more year, and they'll try and run it back with either a different group um, or or a big star surrounded by a, a different set of role players. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. But for now. The Knicks are still in it. They're still f- trying to fight to keep this thing alive. And they, boy, oh boy, do they need one against the Wizards on Friday if they are going to do that. So we'll keep an eye on it. And obviously we'll let you know what happens or at least uh, let you know the ramifications potentially of it next week. So we'll see. We will see. As always, let me know what you think about the Knicks. <laughs> Uh, and we will see how they play things out over the next few games. We'll take a break. When we come back, the update on Steph Curry's injury, Steve Kerr's choice words for Marcus Smart. 
and the West as we head closer and closer to the playoffs and the potential for the Clippers and Lakers to meet. We'll see. We'll talk all that and more next on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We will dive into the Western Conference playoff hunt in just a second. Could the Lakers and Clippers meet in the play? And it's very likely right now. We'll talk about that in just a few moments. The Steph Curry injury is definitely been a talking point in the NBA circles the last few days. Uh, Clippers, I should say, Warriors, Celtics uh, played the other night. Uh, basically what happens, Steph drives inside, he gets hurt on a drive with Marcus Smart trying to um, trying to guard him, basically, and Marcus Smart ended up driving uh, into Steph Curry's knee, essentially, and Steve Kerr said after the game, quote, I thought it was a dangerous play, I thought Marcus dove into Steph's knee, and that's what I was upset about, I have a lot of respect for Marcus, he's a hell of a player, a gamer, competitor. I coached him in the World Cup a few summers ago. We talked after the game, we're good. But I thought it was a dangerous play and I let him know. End quote. And I didn't realize that. They actually have a good relationship because Steve Kerr has coached Marcus Smart. I'd forgotten about that as well. Draymond Green actually said after the game it wasn't a dirty play. Um, just said it was maybe quote-unquote unnecessary. That was basically his thoughts. On it, that the most important thing is is two things. One, um, recent reports indicate that Steph has avoided a serious injury, so that's huge for Golden State this late in the season. Last thing the Warriors need, and they and they haven't been playing great of late. Golden State, they've kind of fallen off a little bit. They've lost six of their last ten, and actually, at the moment, uh, Memphis has taken over the number two seed in the West. So Golden State is actually fighting to get that two seed back at the moment. But the big thing is you can't lose Steph, not this late in the season. It looks like they've avoided that for now. The only the second part of that, obviously, is uh, Steph Curry's timetable is currently unavailable for when he's going to come back. They don't know when he's going to return, but if they can avoid um, you making this any, ser- any more serious, they're going to sit him out as long as they need to and, and try to get him ready maybe for the last few games of the regular season, if not the playoffs, where, again, it's the West. Golden State right now would face Denver in the first round of the playoffs. So not an easy matchup by any stretch. If they get to the two seed, I mean, you're you're likely looking at either the Clippers or the Timberwolves, and I think that's a much better matchup in the first round for Golden State, particularly... The Clippers, who are, again, they might get healthy, but not healthy enough, I think, to be a real threat. 
Because right now, unless Denver throws away a game-and-a-half lead, because Timberwolves have won nine of their last ten, Timberwolves are probably going to be the seven, and I think they'll beat the Clippers and get that seven spot. I think that's most likely going to happen, which, barring a Pelicans upset over the Lakers, would mean that the Lakers and Clippers would meet in that elimination game for the play-in. Lakers are 12 games under... Excuse me. 11 games under 500 right now and they're 26 and a half back of the one seed where some people thought they would be this season they're five and a half back of the clippers to try to get into that seven eight game it's the very unlikely they'll get there and right now the lakers are only one game up on the pelicans that's actually more important right now for la trying to make sure that that first elimination game they play against new orleans is at I almost said Staples Center again. Crypto.com Arena. They want that game to be in LA. Badly. Because Clippers, the Clippers are going to have to go to Minnesota. And if they can win that game, they'll avoid the Lakers. But if they can't, it, it's probably going to be Lakers-Clippers with everything on the line. Yes, please. First of all, I'd sign up for that in a heartbeat. But the other part of that, of course, is the fact that the Lakers have got to make sure that first game is at home. I I don't know how the Lakers would do going to New Orleans in a must-win situation, even with LeBron available. I don't know how that goes. This season, by the way, in total, right, the Los Angeles Lakers on the road this season are 9 and 23. They're 9 and 23 away from home. I mean, that's as bad as it gets. It literally is as bad as it gets. There are only 3 teams in the West that have a worse road record than the Los Angeles Lakers. Portland, who's played one more game, that's the only reason why theirs is worse. Sacramento, who's played two more games, they're 9-24 and 9-25 and respectively, just because they've played a few more games. That's why theirs are worse. So, legitimately, the only team that's worse are the Houston Rockets, the worst team in the NBA, 7-29. and I mean, that's as bad as it gets. As bad as it gets. It's just remarkable how bad the Lakers have been on the road this season they can't afford it they can't afford a road playing game they really can't now if it's lakers clippers all right you know not as much that's gonna be split that's gonna be about maybe even 60 40 laker but it's gonna be okay you know that's manageable but having to go to new orleans who've been dying for a playoff game dying for one just for some relevance it's going to be it's going to be a rowdy atmosphere down in new orleans and i don't know if the lakers are going to be up for the challenge i really don't now i know lebron will be up for it but is ad going to be ready to go can russell westbrook handle this i don't know the way this team has been playing that would be a very dangerous scenario for the la lakers to have to play on the road in an elimination game in the play-in round. That could be a recipe for disaster. 
It really could. I think the Lakers are in real trouble as far as getting out of this play-in. They're in real trouble. They still have to clinch, by the way. I, I know that it's it's not a done deal, but I, do, I don't see the Spurs or Trailblazers figuring it out, but Lakers are only three and a half up for a play-in spot right now. 13 games to go. I'm just saying. It's not over yet, but these are the likely scenarios. Oh, man. I mean, could you imagine? The Lakers have to be the 10 seed. They got to go play New Orleans on the road. It's possible. It's a one-game difference right now. One game separates them. And then you get it, then you get the drama of a one game winner go home environment. And LeBron's been in those spots, you know? Anthony Davis, not as much, but Anthony Davis has been in some of those games. So has Russell Westbrook, but at this point it's hard to trust him with this complement of players. It's hard to trust him to, to be effective. So you'll look at the rest of this roster and you just go, oh boy, what is this going to look like if the Lakers have to go to New Orleans? I think it's more likely they host, but yikes, that would be a rough scenario. I, I think it's much more likely the Lakers beat the Pelicans at home and then lose to the Clippers in the playing round. But the problem is, this is the problem, right? Best case scenario for LA... They get to the 8th seed and they got to deal with Phoenix again in the first round. Who, with Chris Paul or not, are going to be ready to go. They're going to be ready to go. And Phoenix, with Chris Paul in and out of the lineup last year in the playoffs, wiped the floor with the Lakers. They did it to him last year in a 7-2 game. 7-2 playoff series. So I'm not not having this the lakers the lakers are very very much throwing this season away and we'll have to see just how it's gonna look you know because i just don't see the clippers uh, i should say i don't see the lakers i honestly i could see the lakers losing in the play-in that that's kind of where i'm gearing if i had to put my money on it i think the clippers probably beat them in that play-in or or Minnesota. To be fair, I could see. I know the I know the Clippers are, are are inconsistent right now. Timberwolves are a little inexperienced. I could see the Clippers going to Minnesota and winning, and then the Minnesota Timberwolves would host the Lakers. But I I could see Minnesota beating the Lakers easily, easily. You know the 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 road record speaks for itself. It speaks for itself. This Laker team, no matter who's been in there, whether they've been healthy or not, cannot win on the road. They can't. It's embarrassing. It It's just not good enough. And you know what's funny? As I say this, we're coming off the heels of the Lakers losing in Minnesota by 20 last night. By 20! Do the Lakers want to do that again? It's it's one of those things. <laughs> it's just... You can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns 
manhandled the Lakers last night on Wednesday. LeBron had 19 five and four assists. Wasn't even close to enough. I mean, they got blitzed. The Lakers got blitzed. And Anthony Edwards was phenomenally at 27. And what a, what a career he's had so far under the radar. It's remarkable, man. It really is. And, and this is why the Lakers are in big trouble. And, and again, we, we've been talking around here a lot about what the Knicks offseason is going to look like. The Lakers offseason is arguably more interesting. I don't know what the heck's going to happen there. Because this is not working. It worked in the bubble a few seasons ago, no question about it. But this is not working anymore. And the Lakers are going to have to make some very, very difficult decisions during the offseason. Boy, oh boy. It is not going to be easy for them. The way the East is shaping out, real quick, before we uh, before we get out of here, I did want to give the East a little bit of love. There's not a ton of time here, but I want to talk East a little bit because the playoff matchups are not close to really being shorn up but we're seeing some potential matchups here and first of all kevin durant being back for brooklyn has been a big difference i could see brooklyn making a little bit of a run here they're still hoping it's ridiculous they're still hoping the mask mandate gets lifted in time so Kyrie can play home games don't hold your breath brooklyn don't hold your breath you know, it's still going to be a, a tough one, which is why I still think Toronto probably holds on to that seven spot. I, I kind of see that happening. I, what is it, a three and a half game lead, I think, right now for Toronto over Brooklyn? I think they probably hold on to that. I really do. As good as Brooklyn, I think, is going to be down the stretch now that they're close to being fully healthy. I, I think that Brooklyn is still going to have to probably go on the road in this play in round. I think that's the more likely scenario. You know, now, now to be fair, to be fair, Cleveland and Toronto were tied. They're tied right now. Cleveland, I, I believe, has the tiebreaker. So Cleveland right now is in the sixth spot, but Toronto could move up to the six. So Brooklyn might have to go to Cleveland in the first round, or I should say in the first play in game. Which is also very interesting. I mean, that would be a really good play-in round game as well. The the 9-10 is pretty close to being set. Although I have to say, I know KD's in there. This probably won't happen. Brooklyn is a little bit of a danger spot of falling to the 9 spot. I don't think Charlotte's going to be good enough down the stretch to play their way out of that. But Brooklyn's only a game up on Charlotte. So there's a, there's some jostling here that's going to go on down the stretch. And and, and unless, the, again, I, I don't think it's going to be the Wizards. Unless the Knicks pull off a miracle run here and get in, it's probably going to be Charlotte-Atlanta. It's either going to be Brooklyn-Toronto or Brooklyn-Cleveland. And I don't think Brooklyn's going to host. I think it's probably going to be Brooklyn having to go on the road. However, that might be good for Brooklyn because Kyrie's going to play. If they hosted... There's no given that Kyrie would be available right now. This is still a fluid situation with COVID. I think people keep forgetting that. So Kyrie might benefit better. Brooklyn might benefit better 
if they have to play on the road in the first play-in round. I, I, you almost ne- I almost never thought I'd say that, right? You always expect in the playoffs the home team's going to have that slight advantage. But it actually might be better for Brooklyn at the beginning if they're able to to play on the road a little bit more. You know what I mean? It, it And then it's going to be tough because I think, to be honest, I think Brooklyn's going to win regardless. Because they'll, they'll have, if, if not everybody, close to everybody. I think they'll go to Toronto and win. I think they can go to Cleveland and win. They get Milwaukee or Miami in the first round. Now, I will say this. I think if you're a Brooklyn fan, you want no part of Milwaukee. No part. In the first round, no part. You want, I think you want Miami. Now, here's the juicy situation, right? Philly's a game back of Milwaukee. Do I, need I say more? Need, need I say more? We could get Philly-Brooklyn in the first round. That is possible. And most of the games would be in Philly. I mean, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. You can't make it up. We could get Philly Brooklyn in the first round. That's possible right now. And by the way, even if Brooklyn pulls off this crazy run, right, and gets out of the play-in, which is not out of the realm, not out of the realm, with Kevin Durant, it's possible. Guess who could be waiting for them in the three spot? Philly again. It could still be Philly in the first round so Brooklyn and you know what the way it's happened the way it's played out it's almost destined to happen it the way it works in the NBA the way the basketball gods love to make their their impact say that you know have their say it's almost destined to be destined to be Philly Brooklyn in the first round four games in Philly three in Brooklyn Knock down, drag out, Ben Simmons booed, James Harden booed, stuff thrown on the court. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts if that plays out in the first bleeping round of the playoffs. Because with all due respect to Philly, I think it's going to be Milwaukee or Miami in the one spot. The two spot is where Philly could potentially move up. I think they could move up to that spot. Maybe get Milwaukee out of the way. But the way Milwaukee's playing right now, I think it's more likely Milwaukee bumps Miami from the one. Miami and Philly potentially fighting it out for the two. And then whoever, you know, can't get out of that scuffle gets the three. Where, again, Brooklyn might be waiting. Might very well be waiting. Goodness me. It could be nuts in the first round it really could it could be remarkable so we'll see we will see my goodness we will see oh remarkable stuff could potentially be upcoming in the nba playoffs it's why the play-in is is here right i mean this is why the play-in was put in place this is exactly why the play-in was put in place because this is the juicy stuff whether you're a fan of a team like the knicks on the fringe a team that's out of it or another team in the playoffs this is the juicy stuff we want going in to another 
phenomenal NBA playoffs. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the podcast. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk more Knicks and NBA next time. Until then, stay safe, and I will see you all next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network.